What's up, everybody? Great to have you here with us. Obviously, we'll see what happened in the weekend, but the one of BS facts are here to break it down for you. So, without further ado, welcome to the late episode of Fuck on a Podcast. How you doing, bro? I'm I'm doing really good, guy. You just showed us on our own podcast. Huh? What did I say? Now, what did I say? <laughs> one of you. <laughs> are, you one are, of you. Uh, are you are you the one of you? Where's your certificate? Uh, what? Where's your certificate? Are you the one of you? Where, where's your certificate? Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just surprised you said it, but I have no disagreement here. Yeah, we're still striving, you get? <laughs> what's the upcoming? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, don't I'm don't dodge my question. I say, how are you? You told me you're... Yes. No, listen, 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 listen. My weekend was all right. I, I'm still battling with malaria, but it's only no, my weekend was all right. Uh, that, that malaria. Yeah, oh. I, I've not been I've not been really well since like Friday, so I've been treating myself with malaria. But yeah, let me not say malaria. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I, I on Sunday. I went to cool off. I went to release pressure that I've been holding for for a while. So you know, went to cool, cool off, off where. I want to cool off now. What, what does it What does it matter to you? I don't, I don't understand. Cool off where? Are you Are you Are you inside freezer? Where did you? Cool yes, off? yes, yes. I went. I went to. I went to the promised land inside freezer. Yeah, I went to. I went to see a burning bush. Don't worry. Let's leave it like that. Promise. Yeah. First of all, the promised land. Everybody, if you know, you know. If you don't get it, forget about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the hints you are giving them, but please, I am not like that. Don't get it. Forget about it. Let of course. Of course. Good. Of course. Of course. And, well, um, let's start with Spain. Okay. Celotti reduced the Madrid debut to a friendly. Like, it, it, was, it was lovely. Like, I love... Disrespecting Atletico Madrid, like like that that lineup was a slap on the face. It was it was the second team. I counted only three regular starters there, so no surprises that Atletico eventually won the game. Hmm. That match, do you know do you know the the damning thing about that match was when he was subbing off. For example, when he sub um, players like. Um, Casimero them, you know? And Ancelotti, before they went to the bench, they were having a laugh with Ancelotti. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like... I'm like, like and yeah, they were losing. Yeah, that's, that, that's what's crazy. But, but, but how about this one? Real Madrid's second team played and I didn't see Bill and Hazard. So what? Are they third team or were they injured? Um, obviously, one is playing goal. The other one is a tourist, so <laughs> you can make 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 of that what you will. But all in all, like they, they, they don't really necessarily need those guys. But I've said it already. 
against Liverpool, you need difference makers. And I think these are the games where you can give Bale and Hazard some minutes so that they can be sharp in case you need them or in case you need to count on them come finals. You know? I don't think it's, there's any harm well, giving he already has his guy off the bench, Rodrigo. Mm, yeah, of course. Well, Rodrigo, but let's be real. The final is a different prospect. So, so I think giving them opportunity is not like I don't think it's, it's a bad thing. Or I hope they uh, don't come. You're sounding like their agents now. Don't cry, don't cry. They're still mugging. Yeah. So going back to the game, Atleti beat Real Madrid one 0 for the first time in La Liga since 2016, and this is the first wow. victory. And this is the first victory um, Atleti is, is getting from Real Madrid since moving into the new Wanda Metropolitano. So this is their first victory against Madrid in that new stadium. So yeah, kudos and to then, them. And right, then, like, and like they, they, some people say they shamelessly celebrated, but they have every right to celebrate. It was a vital win. Yeah, yeah, it was a vital win. Now they are, they are top four, like they are in poor position now to finish top four, unless they lose their remaining games. That is the only way. By a strong, by, by a bad margin, unless they lose their remaining games. They just need like one, um, let me say two points to even solidify the place. To me, they're already in the Champions League. So it was a vital win for them, and you can see why they celebrated. Um, but obviously, if your Ancelotti is all about um, rotation, match fitness, and everything, so if your Ancelotti is you, worries about this result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't uh, like I, I, I was still telling you why we Ancelotti worry when he was having a laugh with his, with his players on the bench. Like, I, like <laughs> if you look at it, it was coming. Like, I was expecting Senior to look, look over there and see Ancelotti laughing and going and smacking. You know, Ginger and saying, <laughs> What do you think this is, eh? Uh, you know, but I mean, all in all, like, you can see that he's having his players. Like I told you, I, I, I would, it would be very rare for Arcelotti to use his key players in any away game. I think where we'll see the likes of Benzema, Vinicius, um, Modric, and the likes are against, like, um, at home at the Bernabeu. But I, don't, I think it would be rare for them to give. Benzema, more minutes in any real matches because you know the hostile environment, some of the players can be targeted and it's all of a sudden unnecessary injury. So, yeah. I mean, it was especially this Atletico game, they could have been targeted, but I don't think any other of the opponents have it out for them as much. Yeah, yeah, it's true, though, but you know, some players carry grudges. They carry grudges. I've seen it so many times where the player just from nowhere, as if You've done something to him 16 years ago and he's still carrying it in his back. So, <laughs> so well, well, all I'll say is it was a good victory for Atleti. It's, it has, um, it has put, put them in a position where they are closer to their target and their priority. So I don't think, I don't think anyone can frown at that. Yeah, yeah. But then they are closer to their target because, partly because of Barcelona. Because Barcelona beat their closest challengers. That's Atleti. Closest challengers, Betis at the weekend, and we called it. Barcelona were not going to score more than two goals, and it ended the two-one that we actually predicted. But all in all, were you satisfied? No, there's not to be satisfied at that. I think it was a shambolic performance. Um, uh, guys, they won. 
No, no, they won. Of course they won. They won. Uh, but let's be real, it was still a shambolic performance. We're not playing well. Um, the front three, um, um, Ferran, Ferran, I don't even know what... Fer- like, I- I'll be real with you, huh? I'll be the first one to say that you were right all along. Like, in the past three <laughs> games, in the past three games, Ferran has been the worst player on the hey. pitch. Like, he has... Like, obviously, obviously, people will tell you he's running, he's, but even those runs are not there anymore. So, so he has been the worst player. Like, you know how much I don't like Messi Depay, but Messi Depay has been better than him the past three games. That's a bad appearance I've been. So, like, all in all, I'll just say, um, the only positive I would take from the game is as Fati came on, he spent up to a minute, and you can see that he still has his goal scoring abilities. That was a very, very... That was a striker's goal. But then, goal. but then, I warn yeah. you now, there's a temptation from Javi to start in when there's really nothing to play for. Javi needs to avoid that temptation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's... No, I, I don't think Javi will be... I think the only game starting will start is the season games. I don't think there will be any... I don't think he will start any league games. What we see is, as we, as we progress, I think we'll have, like, two more games for the season goals. Two or three games. I think what we see, maybe he will have more minutes. So basically, him playing, he played like I think um, the last um, twenty minutes. He might have something like more, more twenty-five minutes or thirty minutes. But I don't think he will start any game. Okay, so um, quick predictions for tonight: Barcelona, Celta Vigo. Man, Celta Vigo, Yago Aspas always playing plays plays like Messi when he sees uh, Barcelona. I don't know what I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know whether whether there is a picture of a Barcelona president doing something to his family, but I don't like the point is whenever he hears Barcelona is in town or we are going to Barcelona, he's always prime Messi. So I know they'll give us a tough game. I think I think Barcelona will draw the game. That, that, that's my own prediction. It's like a one-one or a two-two. Oh. Uh, okay, you're, you're saying this based off of they've been the boogie team for you guys in the past, not that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, because, because we're playing this game with um, a midfield that is very weak. Busquets is not going to play. Busquets is suspended. He has five yellow cards now. Um, so we're going into this game really? without Busquets. Yeah. Busquets has only five yellow cards. No, like, you know, when he hits five yellow cards, I don't even know if he, but he's suspended now because of, he took a yellow, and that yellow now has accumulated, so he's now suspended. He's going to miss this game. And now, we are going to miss Busquets, Pedri, and Nico in that midfield. So now, the midfield we only have is Gavi, Frankie De Jong, and, um, and poor Ricky Pooch. Those are our midfield options, and we know that Ricky Pooch has been out of favor for a long time. Even his cameo, in the last match against Betis, it wasn't it wasn't that good. So now they promote they brought this guy with, from the from with, the Exactly. Probably not starting. It sounded like a defeat now that you explain all these problems. No, no, no. I still expect them to be able to do the job. Like obviously yeah, missing Busquets is, is huge, but I still expect. Um I would like the person I'm looking forward to seeing is this um 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 Handro guy, the guy that committed from the B team. That they, that um, will be playing in the midfield. I think he he probably starts ahead of Ricky Pooch at this point. But I would like to see him. Play. Wow. I would like I would like to see his ability because I've heard a lot of good things about him. So th- that those are the players I'm looking forward to. 
Okay, okay, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on Cameo if he does make any appearance. And um, obviously, Real Madrid are going to beat Levante even with their B team, so let's just move on. Now, in the Premier League, there was a big result. Liverpool dropping points in the title race. Obviously, Spurs too dropping points in the top four race, but it was more about Liverpool. Yeah, that, I think that, that, that was an interesting game. Uh, I was just so annoyed that it was clashing with Barcelona's game, but all in all, I still tried to keep up as much as I could. Um, I think, to me, let me ask you a question. Do, do you think it's, to me, do you think it was a points gain for Spurs or two points drop for Spurs? Because I am of the latter one. I think they, I think they dropped two points. I, I think you can't say the drop points. Going to Anfield, no matter who you are, I mean, even Man City, going, at, going to Anfield, even a point is a good point. As good as Man City are, a point at Anfield is a good point. So, I think Spurs, when you look at the fact that they took the league, you might want to be tempted and say yeah, the drop points. But if you look at the actual quality of the teams, the, the, the way that Liverpool didn't create clear clear-cut chances, but the way that Spurs themselves created very little. So, I don't think Spurs necessarily deserve to win. I think a draw was a fair result. Uh, because the reason why I'm looking at it is, I remember some chances that if the final pass was perfect, that was a goal. There was one, um, Hoybeg, oh, at the dying yeah. minute. instead of shoot, he was trying to play perfect football, score hero. Yeah, he was trying to give Hurricane the pass, but then there was one, Emerson, where Emerson was supposed to pick Son and Cecil Young that was coming in. He just blazed, blazed the um, cross. I don't know. That... I don't want to be about Emerson. I'm tired. I'm tired. But, but, but Emerson was probably their best player against, against Liverpool. He was, he was immense. Like, even the goal they scored. Oh, I remember. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His work rate was immense, but then his end product, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think his end product even improved in that game because I remember the goal they scored. The goal was from Loris to Emerson, Emerson straight to Hurricane, Hurricane control, Hurricane progressing the ball to Sessignon, then Sessignon played in Son. That was a perfect goal. I think four passes and they opened up Liverpool. That's what I've been but saying then, against Liverpool. Liverpool, if you're able to be calm and pass the ball, you can see that the spaces are there. But uh, the way the way um, the game was when Liverpool equalized. I was thinking, surely it's inevitable that they get the winner. Were you like me? Do you think that? Uh... No, 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 no. Because because throughout the ninety minutes, they have not been able to breach the defense. Like you know, you know. For example, when you say the goal is inevitable, is when you're seeing them create clear cut chances after clear cut chances. You know that one is about to enter eventually. <laughs> but throughout the ninety minutes, I didn't see any points where. They breached Tottenham, and I was like, oh, they caught these guys open so easily. Do you, do you get it? I think the only time I was scared for them was when Van Dijk hit the, the crossbar. That was the only point. Once that, they, they were just trying to take shots from outside the box. They were not able to get in. And even when Conte made a decision. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, I was, and I was just backing up your point that even the goal was a deflection. Yeah, the goal was still a deflection because that, that's what I'm saying. They were not able to breach scores. They were Spurs were very, very solid defensively. They didn't panic. They played the ball out of the back when they wanted to. 
Like, like uh, that, that, that was a master class. I'm sure Ancelotti would have learned a lot from that game. Um, sure. Um, boy, is there even anything to learning? Maybe there is. But then Jurgen Klopp is so great. Like that guy is, is I think he's, he's the most bitter and most soul loser I've ever seen in my life. Well, I'm sure you, you know what he said <laughs> after the okay. game. What did well, he say? This time? On, on him, him saying that the way Tottenham play is not for him. That he, he doesn't like teams. He doesn't. He cannot allow his own team to just be defending, defending. I mean, there's more than one way to play football, is there not? Of course, he always says this thing. I remember when Real Madrid beat them last year. He said um, the pitch, um, something happened to the pitch. Um, um, that <laughs> I, 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 like he, he gives he gives the most ridiculous excuses. Just move on. Just move on. I beg. Like, I'm tired of listening to nonsense like that. Just move on. I like Klopp, but when he loses a game, he doesn't know how to control, control yeah, himself. He does this. He has done this against Atletico. He has done this now against Spurs. He has done this against Real Madrid, like you said. He has done this even against Burnley. Like, he keeps doing it. Like, like one thing about a manager, or generally in life, you should be gracious in debates, but Klopp just doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, well, 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 that, that, well, that is his own mentality. But me, I'm just I looking know, at you know, you know, like, you know what? Actually, yeah, go on. <clears throat> you know what is actually like funny to me is the fact that you know that you're better than these guys, so they only stand the chance if they come and they're compact. But no, you want them to be open so that you pick them up, you see spaces. And counter and score easily and win five zero. Then you'll be smiling in his press conference. That's what he wants. And secondly, we've seen defense as an art form. Just look at the Italian national team for many many years. Look at 2006 World Cup. Considered, I think just one goal in the entire tournament. Defending can be also can also be beautiful to watch. And I think Tottenham play almost the perfect attack um, counter attacking. Yeah, and you know, the way he's even saying it, eh? to me, the style Tottenham played was still okay. They were not even like going long, kicking the ball. They were still passing, like they were even more intricate than Liverpool in my eyes. They were even passing the, um, um, the ball in tighter spaces because Liverpool's pressure um, in pressing was, was immense. And you could see how sports were still passing in between the lines and they were more intricate than Liverpool. So, He's just being salty because they were not able to breach breach the defense. So, uh, well, well, you can cry okay. more for like. Is the title now gone from Liverpool? Like, City to lose, obviously. Now, is there any way back for Liverpool? I, I told you already in the last podcast. There's no way City lose title. That is all they have, and that's what they will play for. I expect more bad things, like what we saw. Five zero was even small, so I expect more bad things. So, they, they, because now they don't need to even defend or keep playing sheets. Put all the attackers you have there. Go for it. Go for it and score as much as you can. Because, because when you look at it, they've met, you, I think they have 20 clean sheets in the Premier League already. Now it's time to hammer anything that you see. So I think they'll go for it. They'll win it. And Liverpool, the quadruple to me is gone. The quadruple has been squashed. And, and just to 
to back you up there. Liverpool now know that just winning is not enough. They have to win by a high goal margin because their goal difference is now inferior to Man City. So it puts another layer of pressure on Liverpool. So I just think it's going to be too much for them. Even if City drop points, the goal defense might still still make Liverpool lose the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. Because the way City are trying to play now, they are trying to win by a very, very healthy margin. So, if they, if, for example, if they play their next game, they win by 3-0. they play their next one, they win by 4. You know, they want to win by a very, very healthy margin so that they can close. Because if you look at it, Liverpool were ahead of them in goal difference before the Newcastle game. And they battered Newcastle and they closed that and extended the gap now. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think Liverpool needs to start scoring more if they, if they want to have a chance in it come, come the end of the season. Well, I mean, the, third, the season isn't over, so technically, that race isn't over yet. So, we'll see. Now, over to Chelsea. First of all, I need an apology from you. When I told you Arsenal will finish third and Chelsea will finish fourth, you were laughing at me. You scoffed at it. But now, from the six-point margin two weeks ago, it's down to just a point. Do you accept now? What do I accept? Where is the table showing, please? Do you accept now? Okay, you're, you're still waiting for Arsenal to pass. Then. You're not seeing that it's going to happen already. I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing anything. Okay, like, because, the, because the table is still showing Chelsea thought, Arsenal thought. So. How many points? Who, 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 people win league with one point. So, so what, what does it matter? Okay. Can you beat your chest and say Chelsea will win the remaining three games? Hmm. Okay, hmm. now I'll talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. To, to me, um, like, I think Chelsea will beat Leeds. I think Chelsea will beat Watford. The only game might be the Leicester game because now Leicester has to be serious. They don't have anything else to play for. That's the only game. That's Chelsea the only game. At Elan Road, when, they know they, when Leeds know they need a win to stay up, no, I think Chelsea will beat Leeds. I don't think Chelsea will beat Leeds, yeah. I don't see... I like your... No, but I don't see any, anything other than three points. Itself, for this game itself, I think... The 2-0 lead was, was very flattering to Chelsea because I think they don't deserve to win that match. Although people will say it was maybe harsh because it was late, blah, 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 blah. But the way Wolves had clear chances, like incredible counter-attacking opportunities, and they were so wasteful with them, especially in the first half. They could have scored at least two goals in the first half alone. I think a draw was a fair result. Yeah, yeah, a draw was a fair result. But your the new owner was watching, right? You know, I sent you a picture that I needed a caption for. A caption for. So he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, what am I watching here? What is going on? <laughs> you know? And, and do, you, do you know, I found the cap, perfect caption for that um, picture. But I've not yet uploaded it on Twitter. Do, do, do you know what the caption is? What? When you invest 4.5 billion pounds on crypto. Ah, ah, ah. So Chelsea is not crypto. Wow. You see what I did? That's deep. Buy the deep and that's deep. So, um, for Chelsea. I think the only good news was Lukaku looking a little bit like his old self at Inter, but I think he needs to do 
that again against Leeds gets a chance because now it's just a case of everybody is fighting for a certain shirt in that FA Cup final. So he has done his chances, no harm. I think Werner was once again ineffective. So maybe we could be seeing Lukaku have it in the FA Cup final. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. But if I'm to actually like, what were you rating performance for Monte Pierre, Lukaku? First half was a disgrace, as usual. Um, second half was, you see this thing where you train and you, like footballers, you train and you train and you train a lot, but most of football, like I've heard Michael Carrick say this thing, I've heard Expo say this thing, majority of football is your mental strength and your confidence. And we could see it in Lukaku's second goal. Because I can bet you that if Lukaku had not scored that penalty just like two minutes before, he would have missed that second goal. But because he had just scored, the confidence was there. He didn't think too much. Just mm. one finish into the bottom corner. So the, the more confident Lukaku is, the better he is. But the thing is, the next game now, he might not go into that next game with confidence. So he needs something to go for him in that game before he performs. Like, Lukaku is just a puzzle, really. I think I think the game against Leeds just suits a player like Lukaku, and I expect him to score. If I'm being honest, I think I think that's, he could get a goal because nobody could have predicted Mount and Harvest not starting. So, is anybody's guess right now who starts? Yeah, I think I think even if Lukaku doesn't start, I think I can see him getting minutes at least twenty minutes in the game. Oh yeah, I can I can see that. Too. Um, you've already predicted a, a win for Chelsea in that fixture, so well, okay. Now, um, Manchester United. When you think United have hit a new, the lowest low, they find a way to dig more, like they dig themselves underground and enter a new hole. Like, how can Brighton and Hope Albion beat Manchester United for now? Like. How does that happen? Hmm. Um, to begin with, I will tell you this thing. When that match was going on, um, and we're all in Nigeria, so we've not had lights for a while. So I was like, okay, let me on the generator. Then I was like, hey, there's no need. I already know the outcome. They'll beat money. They'll beat money. There's no need. Already, they'll beat this guy. I, I had the feeling they'll beat this guy. Immediately, the first go oh. entered. I was like, okay, here we go. Second goal, eight. I was like, here we go. I was like, okay, wrapped. You've beaten by you. And the next thing I'm saying, three and four is going on. Are you like? But you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Brighton should have scored five or six. I mean, that low, that low accepted the phone bar, so he could have been and own goal, that would have been fifth goal. Like, it was just a shambles, even to the point that Ronaldo was laughing and shaking his head, like, like who, what are these people? Like, who are these guys I'm playing with? What is this? Hmm. Well, well, I think, what well, all I would say is, um, Rafradnik said a few weeks ago that Manchester United will need up to eight players. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you guys. You guys will need close to 15 players. Because I don't think I don't think eight is enough. Like I don't think eight is enough. Because what I see week in, week out, I'm sorry, eight is not enough, please. Eight is and, not enough. 
And I, I don't get why he took off Matic. Matic has been like their best player in their last two, three games alongside Ronaldo. And he took him off at halftime and brought on Fred. And he, I, man, man, I don't even know. You know, you know some, of the, some of the decision-making Ragnik has made has cost money. Like, let's be real. He's not really... He's not really a coach guy. Like, he's not really the coach kind of guy. Because some of his lineup, his selections are very questionable. Some of the picks. But the reason why we're not really blaming him is, hey, look at the option he has. Who is he going to play? So, at the end of the day, he should really help their case. It's his own selection and his own substitution. So, yeah. My, I would like to even know who, who, who are the who are it in their head to even hire him as an interim coach. Like, I want <laughs> Okay, you're talking about that one. Well, Ranik, of course, you know that he's now the, he has been appointed the new coach of the Austrian um, national team. And he's also going to keep his consultancy, consultancy role with United. He's going to be working for United two times a month, according to reports. If you're United, should you not be worried about getting a sporting director or a director of for what is all these two months a month consultancy for? Like which other big club in Europe is doing that? I think they've already I think there is talks of getting sporting director already. I think it's it's going to happen. I've forgotten the names on the list, but I think it's going to happen. Even I was even before we jumped on, I was even reading that. Um Manchester United are talking with um, Ten Hag's guy from Ajax too, to join Ten Hag to come. You know? Like, you can see that they are trying to get the structure behind the scenes. So, yeah, yeah I think I think there will be a new sporting director. I don't know who the names are currently, but I, I think I read something like that a few weeks ago. So, I think we'll see, though. I think we'll see. I think Ragnick will just be there to do his own thing while there will be the sporting structure in place doing their own thing as well. Okay, Arsenal beat Leeds 2-1. I mean, a clownish error from Ilya Melier. For people who didn't watch the match, Ilya Melier did exactly what Zach Steffen did against Liverpool and Sadio Mane in the, in the FA Cup semi-final. And then Luke Ailing with a double-footed reckless challenge getting a red card. Which one do you think is the worst, worst mistake, more unforgivable? The goalkeeper one, though, because because you are the last line of defense. Anything that any error you make, <laughs> it was in the fifth minute. Mm, see, see, that's that's it. Eh? Well, well, I'm happy for us now. Like for the first time, my Arsenal friends are very happy. You can see them now talking to me with arrogance and chest and insulting Barcelona. So, so thanks to Ketia, though. Now they are talking with full chest. I to apologize to the young man. I told you that he's a striker. Apologize? I don't understand what we are doing here. Is this, is this apology podcast? I don't understand what we are doing. Apologize to you. Who are many people about apologizing? We're too harsh on him. That's all I'm saying. No, 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 no. We cannot be, we cannot be reactionary. That's what Luki goes. We cannot be reactionary. We need to have a perfect balance. There's no... Who? You said? Did you say fluke goes? I, I, I would not say, I mean, not be too harsh and say fluke goes. I would just say there's not been enough sample size to judge him yet. Let's relax. Let's relax. 
four goals in four games is enough for me to say that he's better than Lacazette. Okay, of course, of course, of course. All I know is after seeing the striker, whether he gets your bands, another hat trick in the next game, it doesn't matter. They still need a quality striker. Uh, and I'm happy for the Ketia guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Like he has finally gotten his chance. He has had a run of games. And yeah, he has proved the doubters like me wrong. So yeah, I'm happy for him. He's, he, yeah, he has done well for himself too. So now, now he can he, he, he can have a chance of being their second striker going into next season, or a good club can come for him because now he has shown what he's all about. Yeah, that's what I wanted to have. You see him signing a new contract because his contract is up in June. I think it. I think it depends. Um, I'm hearing um, um, Aston wants to get the Aaron Garbage and Graham Sterling. So, yeah, I think if they get one of those guys, um, then possibly sign the striker. I think Lacazette is leaving. They will still need someone that can come in from the bench, someone that can deputize if the if the um, starters are not performing. You know, I think I think Inketia can sign. I think they they just need to convince him, but. Even if he doesn't sign, I think he can still end up in a decent club. A club like Brighton can be very good and interested in him because I think more pay is basically and dreadful. So they can do it sound like he can still Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can actually see this nice shout, Brighton. I can see it happening actually now that you mentioned it. That's one to keep an eye on. But with the names being linked, Sterling is not a striker, he's too not clinical. So even if Jesus comes to us now, if I'm in Ketia, I'll still back myself to bench Jesus. Yeah, yeah, to some degree, yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Those guys are not clinical, but yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like yeah, it's it, it does it all boils down to him and his his mental strength. I think if if he's ready for the challenge, he can take it because I think I think right now he's balling. His work rate, and what I like about him is his work rate. His work rate is very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. The, the only yeah. thing he needs to improve on is, is his, um, what is it called? His link up play. His link up play is too shambolic. So, or he needs to improve on, yeah, on that. And it's something he can learn, obviously. But his, his, yeah. his other, his, the other facets of his play are quite decent. Uh, okay, now for quick predictions, Liverpool away. Villa. I think Liverpool win. I think they'll win. I think uh, the only reason why there might be an upset is maybe this club goes with rotation in order to, unless club has given up for yeah. the cup um, right now, right? Yeah, for the um, yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think I don't I don't think um, Aston Villa has the quality to actually contain Liverpool. So I think Liverpool win, even if it's by close shot. So I was thinking before this um, weekend because of FPL, I was thinking that if Liverpool had won against Spurs, then would have seen some rotation today against Villa. But because they dropped points, I don't think we'll see that much rotation. Maybe we'll see like a Mati for Konate and like a Keita for Henderson or something like that. But I think the bulk of the starters will stay the same because they dropped points. So yeah, for I, that, so for that reason, I can see Liverpool winning this quite comfortably. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Man City away to Wolves. 
I, um, this is not Chelsea. Man City will batter them. Like, <laughs> I like, I, I, I like, the, I like the way you said this is not Chelsea. Like, this like, is like, like, I expect, I expect Wolves to give them a game, but I think Man City they will release the shackles. I don't think they will care too much about defending. Obviously, they will defend in order for them not to throw away the games. But I think the attack of Man City because now. They know what they just need to do. The attack of Man City will be too will, to, will be too much for Wolves to handle. But then City faced a defensive crisis because um, Guardiola confirmed that Stones, Skywalker, and Ruben Diaz are all out for the season. Obviously, the season is just three games left, and they are all out. And Aki also is a major doubt for tomorrow's game. So that leaves who? That leaves Laporte. Vincenzo and Cancelo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They know they have problems defensively already. They've kept enough clean sheets to actually say, okay, yes, we've done enough. I think they have 20 clean sheets already, like I mentioned earlier. So, going into that day, they don't really need to um, um, say, okay, let's, they just need to outscore their opponents. That's what they need to do. And City, we all know that when they create chances and convert them, they can really, really outscore their opponents. Really, really outscore them. So yeah, I think I think I think that game can be something like a four-two game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for yeah, yeah. I can I'll actually love to see that. But then because I don't have the burner, I hope the burner blanks next year. But <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. Um now for the big one. Decider because if Arsenal win against Spurs, Arsenal are in the top four. So this is a must win for Spurs. Can they do it? Um, I think I think this is where Ateta will end his morning. Arsenal don't need to win the game. They don't need to win the game. They just need to make sure they avoid defeat. If they make sure they avoid defeat, then they are in the top four. So, like I said, everybody, you can still. I mean, you can seal it on the night. You can seal it on the night, but you risk throwing everything away. I think, I think the best tactics for them is play for straight, um, for straight sports to like 88 minutes. 88 minutes, um, Anthony Conte will have to go for it. Then you now pick them off in the counter-attack and win the game. So it's, <laughs> it's, easy for me to, it's, easy, it's easy for me to say. I'm saying it like it's, it's easy-peasy, but... At the end of the day, that is the only. That is the only. But if, I think if he approaches toe to toe, I think they have a chance. But the reason why, to me, toe to toe doesn't work is if Harry Kane start picking those passes to Kuleseski and Son. I think uh, what is it called? Son have more goals in them than Arsenal. Like I don't know if that makes sense. Like I, I, I can see Spurs having more goals than Arsenal. So that is the risk there. That is the risk there if they leave it open. And also, Ben White is a doubt for this game. But Holding has not been playing too badly for the last two games he has deputized. Um, I see a draw written all over this game. I might be wrong, but that's just what I see. Because I think the two teams are heavily matched. Arsenal know they don't need to go gong ho. And so I expect. But then Arsenal's young players, question marks on whether they can handle the pressure. But I think they can hold their own. They just need, they just need a draw. And even if they lose, they are still one point ahead. So it's not like going to be the end of the world, but still, you don't want to be losing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they just need to 
even if if it's to nudge themselves over the line or crawl over the line, they just need to make sure they avoid defeat. That's that's all I would say. If they can avoid defeat, I think they are in the top four. I think they are in. If they just if yeah. they just avoid that defeat, I think they are in. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, but before we go, I just like to announce that the winners of the 2022-23 Premier League season are Manchester City because they've signed Haaland, so they've already won next season's Premier League. So everybody, <laughs> thanks for coming, everybody. But try again, try again, Opaye. <laughs> Hey man, I think I think it's not as easy as that. I think if Liverpool respond by signing someone like Salmeni uh, that can press their system perfectly, I think I think I think yeah, Liverpool are still in it. Liverpool are still in it. It's it's not as easy as that. Like yeah, I know the Ireland thing, but still, I think if Liverpool respond with two 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 great signings, don't don't overthink this thing much. If they stay fit, no. just imagine the Bruyne and Haaland combination. Like defenders will design. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because Liverpool will still be doing their own team, beating everybody on the other side. In this section. So it doesn't really matter like that. Next draws now we'll be seeing at least one City win in the two games. It's not yeah, like it's not easy as that uh, like that because we know that Liverpool system doesn't go well with them. So Liverpool find joy in, in like city city system is like you know like when they say system makes the fight like sports system no city can city can have more joy playing against sports system but Liverpool cannot have joy playing against sports system I seen it but city now cannot have joy playing against Liverpool system even if they are good in passing because city, um, Liverpool system counters. Yeah, you just you just confused me. All I was saying was system, system, system. And <laughs> okay. But on that note, thanks for confusing me and the listeners. Thank you. Okay, okay. Before we close up, let me just ask you: Are you seeing what's going on in Syria? AC Milan that just took two wins away from getting that title. Just two wins. I I worry though. They face Atalanta this weekend. I worry for them. Yeah, well, well, we'll get to that in our next episode. So, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Right? Enjoy your week. Peace.